And this is, I think, how we all approach the Christian walk. We start out very selfish. We say all of self and none of thee. But as the Lord begins to reveal himself to us, and as we begin to grow in the Lord, we start to say, well, some of self and some of thee. And then as we progress, we say less of self and more of thee. But I think the ultimate is when we can come to a place where we realize how precious the Lord is to us and we can say none of self and all of thee. Um, let's sing stanza four one more time. We Lord, we thank you for allowing us to gather like this this morning. We thank you that we gather under your blood. And we have full confidence that you are doing a miraculous work within us. You are conforming us to the image of the Son. Our Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we thank you for this um, perfecting work you are doing in us. Lord, at every stage in our Christian walk, we can find you. And you are like that 
that master crafter molding us into something beautiful. We thank you for this. We commit these words, these simple words to you this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I didn't know that um, what our brother mentioned earlier for the youth conference um, was going to be Philippians 3.14. Because that is exactly what I'm going to share on this morning. Let's read Philippians 3. We'll start with verse 12. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I also was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. 这不是说我已经得着了,已经完全了,我乃是竭力追求,或者可以得着基督耶稣,所以得着我的。弟兄们，我不是以为自己已经得着了，我只有一件事，就是忘记背后，努力面前的，向着标杆直跑，要得神在基督耶稣里从上面招我来，得的奖赏。Now the Lord has been speaking to me through this book of Philippians in recent days. 啊，最近一段主借着菲利比书对我的心说话。And I'd like to share with you a few simple thoughts this morning. 今天早上和大家分享几个简单的想法。um, there was a while back, I think it was in the fall, the Lord um, led me to read Philippians chapter 3. And what caught my attention at the time, uh, sadly, wasn't the verses in the chapter. Uh, my Bible comes with these subtitles above each chapter. And what caught my attention when I read Philippians 3 was the subtitle that's written in there by the Bible publishers. And I don't know if your Bible has these subtitles. I, I think many of our, our Bibles do. These are not actual scripture, but they're written in there by the Bible publishers. And above Philippians 3 in my Bible, it had a very eye-popping title. In my Bible, it said, The Goal of Life. The Goal of Life. I thought to myself, wow, what a bold title to put in. And so then, of course, I paid attention to the scripture. But, you know, I began to think, you know, this is a question that we all ask as human beings. Whether we're a believer or we're not a believer, we ask, what is the goal of my life? 
不论我们是信主的还是不信主的，我们都会问我们的生命的追求在哪里。And I think many of us have uh, different answers to this question. If I were to ask you what is the goal of your life, you know, what would you write down? 我想我们每个人对这个问题都有不同的回答。我如果问你的话，你的生命的目标是什么？你会写下什么？Actually, I got a chance to share with some high schoolers over um, New Year's, and I asked them this question. Uh, uh, and they wrote, I had them write down one thing um, that marked uh, the goal of their life for, for this year, for example. Uh, and got a whole range of answers. And I think um, if I were to ask everyone in this room to do the same exercise, we may get a whole range of answers as well. If you think about what is the goal of your life and you had to write that down, what would that sentence say? Perhaps if we're more spiritual, we're going to list some spiritual goals we have. Perhaps if we're a little less spiritual, we're going to list down education or career goals. Or maybe some goals for our children or for our family. And if we're completely worldly, we might list worldly ambitions. Things like food or possessions or entertainment. But if you look at Philippians chapter 3, how would Paul answer such a question? If I were to pose the same question to Paul, what is the goal of your life? What would Paul write? In verse 14, he writes, I press on toward the goal or the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So when he's talking about this goal, uh, what is Paul's goal in life? And for this, I searched throughout the book of Philippians, and I'll share with you five things that I found. The first goal of Paul's life, to know Christ. And this comes from Philippians 3, 7, and 8. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. One of the goals of Paul's life is to know Christ. Not just to know of Christ, but to know Christ. Now in these verses, he talks about some things that were considered gain to him. 
He says, whatever things were gained to me, those things I now count as loss. 他说我先前以为有我有益的，我现在都当作有损的。But what were the things that were gained to Paul? 什么是对着保罗以前是有益的呢? What was Paul previously proud of in his life? 保罗在他生命以前呃呃自豪的是什么呢? You find that in the uh, prior verses, so verses five and six. 我们看前面两节第五节第六节。Circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel. Of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness which is in the law, found blameless. 就是我第八天受割礼，我是以色列族贝亚敏支派的人，是希伯来人所称的希伯来人。就律法说我是法利赛人，就热心说我是逼迫教会的。就律法上的义说我是无可指责的。Paul was proud of his heritage. He was proud of his education. He was proud of his career. A Hebrew of Hebrews. A Pharisee who studied at the feet of Gamaliel. Which I'd imagine is like the Harvard of, of Pharisee school. Alright, um... Are we proud of the heritage that we come from? Are we proud of our education or our training or our career? Are we proud of our accomplishments? Paul here says, according to the law, he was blameless. He was so proud of his accomplishments. Are we proud of our family or our children? Are we proud of our spiritual works or our accomplishments? Just as Paul was very proud of how religious he was. No, these were things of great value to Paul. These were the things that were of gain to Paul. And then on the road to Damascus, he met Christ. You know, on that road to Damascus, when he met our Lord Jesus, his entire world was turned upside down. He saw a vision of Christ. He saw this heavenly Christ upon the throne, and he saw an earthly Christ in the form of the body of believers. He recognized who he was actually persecuting. And this experience and revelation shook Paul to his very core. He was shaken at the depths of his being. You know, sometimes we speak of someone having a world view. And we know that as we progress from Childhood into adolescence into adulthood, our worldview will change and become sculpted. But we know that in an instance on this road to Damascus, 
not only was Paul's worldview changed, it was completely shattered. 在去大马色的路上，不但保罗的这个世界观被改变，他被完全粉碎了。In fact, he didn't have a worldview any longer. He had a heavenly view. 他不再还有这个世界的眼光，他开始有一个天属天的眼光。He began to know Christ. 他开始认识基督。In that instance, when the Lord knocked him off his horse, he began to know Christ. 在那一刻，当主把他从马上打下来的时候，他就开始了认识基督。And this knowing Christ occupied his entire life, his entire being. 这个认识基督充满了他的一生，充满他全人。Paul's purpose in life, Paul's life goal. Was to know Christ. Paul's 生命的目标，生命的目的就是认识基督。And he now call he count he says he counts all things as loss and rubbish, or in some translations it says dung. 他就是已经丢弃万事，看作粪土。Dung. 有些翻译讲了粪土。Poop for the high school. 就是粪土。You know that's what he considered everything previous. Can you believe that all his education, all his training, his career, all his accomplishments, he considered that poop? You can imagine, right? All his past traditions, all his education, all his achievements, all his accomplishments, he considered that poop. You can imagine, right? All his traditions, all his accomplishments, all his Paul was someone who, like that hymn says, was full of self. Paul, just like that hymn says, was full of self. And he had, he didn't want anything to do with Christ. He didn't want anything to do with Christ. And he became, in an instant, someone who wanted none of self and all of Christ. And in an instant, he became someone who wanted none of self. If you go on and read in chapter three, you see the depths with which he wanted to know Christ. If we read in chapter three, you see the depths with which he wanted to know Christ. If we read in chapter three, you see the depths with which he wanted to know Christ. If we read in chapter three, you see the depths with which he wanted to know Christ. 所以第十节十一节讲，使我认识基督，晓得他复活的大能，并且晓得和他一同受苦，效法他的死，或者我也得以从死里复活。Now this first phrase sounds great. We all want to know his resurrection power. 前前半句讲的很好，因为我们都想要得到耶稣基督复活的大能。We're very happy to know Christ in his overcoming life. 我们都很喜欢认识基督在他复活的大能当中。But if you look at the other things, um, those are less appealing to us. 如果但是我们看其他的下一半情节，好像对我们不是那样吸引。The fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death. Now, suffering and death, that doesn't sound very good. 和他一同受苦，效法他的死，这种受苦和死并不是那么吸引人。We all want resurrection power. 我们都想要复活的大能。But we don't want that suffering and death. 我们不想要受苦和死。But we have to realize that if we're conformed to His death, then that brings about resurrection power. 但是我们要意识到，如果我们效法他的死，这样带进了他复活的。The very definition of resurrection means that something had to die. 复活本身的定义就包括了有一些东西要死。And this is what happens when we are baptized. 
Death first, then resurrection. And we're talking here about his death, which is the way of the cross. You know, we always want overcoming and um, we want to experience this resurrection life and power in our families, with our children, in our career. But how come we don't experience his resurrection power? We always forget that we first have to die. Only in death can there be resurrection. So we'll share a little bit about this um, in a bit. But the first goal of Paul's life is to know Christ. The second goal. Second goal of Paul's life is to gain Christ. Again, um, chapter 3, verse 8. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them but rubbish, so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a, res- a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the, resurrection, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. 第八节第九节,不但如此,我也将万事当作有损的,因我已认识我主基督耶稣为至宝,我为他已经丢弃万事,看作粪土,为要得着基督。Paul's life goal was to know Christ and to gain Christ. And this attitude occupied his entire life. His sole purpose in life, his goal, was to gain more of Christ. Now, when we consider gaining something, uh, we have to remember that we only have so much room in our lives. Because we're human beings, we have a lot of limitations. In order to add something, something's got to go. And I always give this analogy, um, and it involves my family. And um, I like to equate our lives, because we are so limited, to like a New York City apartment. Now, I think most of you probably don't live in Manhattan, so you, you probably have big homes. But in Manhattan, everyone has small apartments. Um, now, when we first moved to New York from San Francisco, believe it or not, we had more space because our apartment in San Francisco was even smaller. <laughs> but we realized that all the extra closet space we had, it fills up really quickly, especially during Christmas or birthdays. And you guys may have the same experience. If there's extra space, often it gets filled with things. 
So very soon after we discovered that our house became full and anything that we brought in, something had to go. Otherwise it would become completely cluttered. So that is now a policy in our house. If we bring something in, something's got to go. And, and even my kids know this rule. <laughs> my younger daughter got a got a, a toy stuffed animal yesterday and she knew that to bring that into the house some some old stuffed animal had to go. Because our apartment is completely full. Um, any new piece of clothing, any new toy, new shoes means something old has to go. But you know, sometimes it's really hard to get rid of old stuff. I think we all may realize this. Uh, we always feel like we might get something, some use out of it at some point. But the reality is, if we haven't used something in a while, likely we'll never use it again. Now, for most of you, you guys probably have garages, so you can store all sorts of stuff in there. Back often, the garage becomes so full, you don't even park your car in there. <laughs> but for, for us living in Manhattan, we don't, we don't have that luxury of a garage. <coughs> so we, we have to get rid of stuff in order for something new to come in. And we hang on to things because we deem they may have some value. And I think in our spiritual lives, the same principle occurs. Our spiritual lives, because we're limited, we can only contain so much. If our days are occupied with our education, our career, our homes, our family, our possessions, our entertainment, there's, there's going to be very little room for Christ. Is there any room left in your life for Christ? If we want to gain Christ like Paul did, something's got to go. Paul had this very unique experience where he dropped everything and Christ became his all in all. But I think for most of us, it's not going to happen that way and it's going to be a progression like this hymn writer wrote. We go from none of Christ to some of Christ to more of Christ. But can we say none of self and all of Christ? 
呃，没有基督到一些基督到全部为基督，但是我们更多为基督。但我们能守，像这首诗歌所作者所讲的，完全为基督。Now Paul writes here that he suffered the loss of all things。保罗说他看，呃，万事都为，呃，有损的。But did this cause him to despair？这个让他有失望消极吗？Was he worried？他有担心吗？ uh, the answer is no, because by the grace of God, he counts all these things as rubbish and loss. If we view all these things as junk in our lives, um, then we're not going to hang on to them. We're going to pick the things of the Lord over the things of the world. We have to view these worldly things as dung. It's only when we view these things as dung, then it's very easy to get rid of them. No one wants dung in their house. But the sad reality is, um, and especially for some of us younger believers, it's like pearls before swine. We prefer the dung of this world rather than the beauty and the value of Christ. So hopefully the Lord changes our attitude. You know, in the King James Version, it says to win Christ. The NAS version I read to you said gain Christ, but the King James says to win Christ. And we know that Paul in his writings often treated the spiritual pursuit like a race or a competition. He talks about competition, about running, about boxing. In 1 Corinthians uh, 9.24, he says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Only one winner. How painfully true this is when you look at an event like the Olympics. Is anyone watching the Winter Olympics? Some of these events, you know, between gold and silver, it's determined by such small fractions of a second. Only one person gets that gold. Sometimes it's by one one hundredth of a second. And if you're if you're slow by one one hundredth of a second, you get the silver. No one remembers you. You know, for those of you who enjoy running or playing sports. Imagine how hard it would be to run a race with a 50-pound backpack. Or to play basketball or, or golf with like 50-pound weights on each leg. 
，或者是你打篮球、打高尔夫球，你要每条腿都有五十磅的重量，会多么累。Similarly, it's really hard to run the spiritual race if you're wearing a lot of earthly baggage. 同样的，如果你是呃带着很多属地的那些呃重量负担，你就没有办法跑属天的道路。You know, for Paul, Christ was everything. 对保罗说，基督是一切。He was able to shed all of his past and want to know and gain solely Christ. 他能够把过去所有一切都放下，然后能够得着唯有基督。Now I imagine for some of these Olympians who are training for some of these rigorous events. 我就在想，对这些奥林匹克运动员，他们为了这些呃竞赛来训练的时候 ，You know, some of their events are very short, less than a minute. They're done with their entire event. 有的时候，他们整个赛事就在一分钟之内就结束了。You know, when in the Summer Olympics, there's a hundred meter dash that ends in less than ten seconds. 呃，在夏季奥林匹克运动会有一百米的赛跑，在十秒钟就结束了。But these Olympians have to train for four years solid for a ten-second event. 那这些奥林匹克运动员要四年完全的训练，为这十秒钟的比赛。And that gold medal is everything to them. No one races for the silver medal. 那个金牌对他们是所有的一切，没有人在那里比赛为得银牌。You know, many of them have probably sacrificed a lot during those four years. 在那四年当中，他们很多人可能为了牺牲了很多。They've probably given up. Eating certain foods. They may abandon some special foods. Pretty sure these Olympians aren't eating at McDonald's every day. These Olympic athletes have to give that up. They have to give that up. They probably have to give up certain entertainment so they can train. They have to give up certain entertainment so they can train. They have to give up certain entertainment so they can train. That is the dedication they have. That is their dedication. For Paul, Christ was his goal. Jesus is his goal. Everything else went into the background. So, the other things are in the background. Everything else paled in comparison to the beauty and the glory of Christ Jesus. So, the other things are in the background. So, it was really easy for Paul to let everything else go. For Paul, it was really easy for Paul to let everything else go. We're able to empty ourselves of everything else. We can gain Christ. The other half of gaining Christ, as this verse says, is being gained by Christ. Ah, this. Ah, this. 在第九，在第八节讲到得到基督，在第九节当中讲到在啊、um, 得以在他里面。It reminds me of that hymn we like to sing,、uh, where it says, "I am His and He is mine." 就像我们刚才唱的诗歌是说，我属我是属他，他属我。So Paul had this desire to be fully used by his master. 保罗有这样的心愿，完全被主使用。And he understood that he had to abide in Christ. 他明白他要住在基督里面。In John chapter 15, the Lord gives us this picture of the vine and the branches. 在约翰福音十五章，主给我们这个图形，就关于葡萄树。As long as that branch is attached to the vine, it comes with all the benefits. 当枝子在啊住在葡萄树当中，它就有所有的供应。That branch can gain a source of sustenance. 那个枝子就得到所有的供应。It Gains protection from the elements. It can bear fruit. Then 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 it can bear fru
But all of these things go away if that branch is found in isolation. We know this to be true. If you go out here and pluck a branch from any of these trees, it won't last long on its own. So let's be found in him. So that we can gain more of him. Um, the third goal of Paul's life is to walk worthy of Christ. He wanted to know Christ, he wanted to gain Christ, and now he wants to walk worthy of Christ. Or in other words, to have the mind of Christ. This is found in Philippians uh, 127, the first part. It reads, Only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel so how do we walk worthy in a manner that is worthy of the gospel of Christ? In order to walk worthy of Christ, it's very simple. We have to walk in His footsteps. And for us to walk in His footsteps, we have to know the mind of Christ. We have to know how He's thinking. In order to follow him. As an example, um, last year I received a promotion at work. I went from an assistant professor to an associate professor. And when the chair of my department, who, who is a very famous um, scientist, came to congratulate me, I jokingly told him, well, I'm just trying to follow in your footsteps. But what does it mean to follow in someone's footsteps? Now, I was only half kidding when I told my boss that. Because for me to be successful in my job as a professor, it means I have to train people like he does. I have to get grants like he does, and I have to publish my work like he does. So for me to be successful as a college professor, um, there's a pattern that I need to follow. And for all of you in your profession, there are probably those who are more advanced than you, and you probably need to follow in their footsteps in order to succeed. So similarly, for us to walk worthy of Christ, there is a pattern. So what is that pattern? How did Christ walk? Philippians 2 verse 5, it reads, Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, 
did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. 腓立比书第二章第五节，你们当以基督耶稣的心为心。他本有神的形象，不以自己以神同等为强夺的，反倒虚己，取了奴仆的样式，成为人的样式。既有人的样式，就自己卑微，存心顺服，以至于死，且死
However, are we willing to walk the way of the cross? It's easy to open our mouths, for example, in a brother's meeting, but are we willing to be silent if that's how the Spirit is leading us? It's easy to inject our opinion or on, on a certain matter. It's easy to stand up for ourselves or defend ourselves. But are we willing to be humble? Our Lord Jesus was silent as a lamb led to the slaughter. Even, even in the church, we often want to be lions, but are we willing to be meek as a lamb? There is nothing in this passage about being a lion. That is not the mind of Christ. What is the mind of Christ? But he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, being made in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance of as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. The mind of Christ is not exalting ourselves, but humbling ourselves. The mind of Christ is not not independence, but obedience. And the mind of Christ is not the way to glory, but it is the way of the cross. No, it's only the cross that can deal with our sin nature. But it can also deal with the issues of our flesh. When we have a disagreement with a brother or sister, it's only the cross that can deal with this and bring about harmony. When we have complaints about a brother or a sister, when we have opinions, it's only the cross that can deal with these things. What does it mean to be conformed to the likeness of his death? Now, our brother Lance Lambert used to say, What kind of a person doesn't sin? And he would always emphasize this by saying it really loud. He would say, One who is dead. A dead person can't sin. So I'm going to borrow his phrase and tweak his statement a little bit. <coughs> and, I, and I'm going to ask, what kind of a person doesn't complain, doesn't argue, doesn't fight with his brother or sister? One who is dead. And this is what the cross does to our self-life. No, we're such fleshly people. When we're placed within the body of Christ, we're always going to rub each other the wrong way. 
当我们放在基督身体当中，我们都让彼此不舒服。My brothers and sisters, there is power in the cross。但弟兄姊妹，在十字架里是有能力的。It is able. He is able. 他是可以的。Only through the cross we can deny ourselves and we can follow in His footsteps。只有借着十字架，我们能够舍己，能够跟随他的脚步。You know, the Lord came into this world as a man and not to be glorified as a king, but to humble Himself as a servant. 我们主作为一个人来到这世上，没有要啊荣耀自己像王一样，而是在这里谦卑像一个仆人。He came into this world to be one who washes our feet. 他到这个地上成为一个为我们洗脚的人。Not to take the highest place, but to take the lowest place. 不是占据那高最高的位置，而是要得到最低的位置。And what a painful lesson this was for his disciples. Even towards the end of our Lord Jesus' earthly ministry, he was still teaching the disciples this lesson. Recall how when they came to that region of Caesarea Philippi and Peter confesses Jesus as the Christ. Remember that scene? But you know, during that time, the disciples were still arguing. You know what they were debating? They were debating who would be the greatest. Even though they had walked with our Lord Jesus for over three years, they still didn't have the mind of Christ. They still sought power, they sought recognition, they sought greatness. And remember on that final night, the Lord had to give them one last lesson. Remember as they reclined at the table, the Lord had to stoop down and wash each of their feet. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. The Lord took on the form of a bond servant and washed their feet. And of course, the ultimate act of humility and obedience, our Lord went to Calvary. He went to the point of death, death on a cross. This is the mind of Christ. It's only this type of humility and obedience that allows us to walk in His footsteps. It's something that the world scoffs at. But this is the mind of Christ. Are we willing to walk worthy of Him? Are we willing to walk the way of the cross? The fourth goal of Paul's life is to delight in Christ. And in some versions it says, Rejoice in the Lord. A goal of Paul's life was to rejoice in the Lord. Throughout Philippians, you see this. Philippians 3.1 Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. 
Philippians 4, 4 Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And verse 10, but I rejoiced greatly in the Lord. I counted 11 times in the book of Philippians that this word rejoice is used. Perhaps there, there are more, and I miscounted. I'll let the high schoolers check me on that one. <laughs> and in several of these verses, rejoice is used twice. So why does Paul write this word so often? Why, why was he so happy? Why was, why was he such a happy guy? Especially if you consider his circumstances. We know that this book of Philippians was written in approximately 62 AD when Paul was in prison in Rome. This was one of his four prison epistles. I'll let the high schoolers figure out which are the other three. <laughs> but imagine yourself in prison. Having experienced what Paul had experienced. You know, he, he recounts some of his experiences throughout his ministry for okay. the Lord. Um, for the sake of time, I'm going to read it in English, but maybe the Chinese can can follow. It's in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul recounts some of his experiences. Here in verse 23, he starts, Are they servants of Christ? I speak as if insane. I more so, in more labors, in more... Imprisonments, beaten times without number, often in danger of death. Five times I received from the Jews thirty-nine lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have spent in the deep. I have been on frequent journeys and dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen, dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers among false brethren. I have been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And then he goes on to describe all the mental stresses in addition to all of these physical ones. This is all that he has experienced, and yet from his prison cell he can write, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. What a remarkable statement. How could Paul rejoice in the midst of all this suffering? And Paul didn't just write rejoice, he really did rejoice in the Lord. He found delight in the Lord in his inner being. We remember um, the example of David. David also experienced uh, this rejoicing in the middle of physical danger and torment. When he was being hunted as a fugitive by King Saul, he wrote eight psalms. 
And like the Apostle Paul, David was able to rejoice in the Lord during these outward trials. Uh, we won't have time to read through these psalms, but I encourage you to look at them. You know, you and I will probably never experience the sufferings of a Paul or of a David. But why is it so hard for you and I to rejoice? Why is it so hard for us to praise sometimes? Why do we not find our delight in the Lord? We won't read this, but Paul's secret is found in Philippians 4, 11-13. Uh, Actually, let's read verse 13. It says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The secret to us finding our delight in Christ doesn't rely on ourselves. It's a full reliance on Christ. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So Paul was able to experience this true joy, this true rejoicing. It's something that could not be taken away. Okay, so the fifth and final goal of Paul's life. That was to express Christ. To know Christ, to gain Christ. To walk worthy of Christ and delight in Christ. And now his goal is to express Christ. Or in some versions it translated to exalt Christ. This speaks of testimony. Philippians 1, and we'll start in the second half, verse 20. And it says, But that with all boldness, Christ will even now, as always, be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. And verse 21, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. In his walk with the Lord, through all his experiences, Paul was someone whose life goal was to express Christ. He wanted Christ to be exalted in his life. He wanted Christ to emanate from within and to be a testimony for Christ. In fact, I think... His sole purpose and goal in life could be summed up in this first phrase of Philippians 1.21. For to me, to live is Christ. I think the simple verse, for to me, to live is Christ, is Paul's life testimony. Christ became his all. 
All of the earthly pursuits went away. The goal became Christ and Christ alone. Like that hymn says, Jesus only, Jesus ever, Jesus all in all. This conveys Paul's witness to the world. And he was living in a dark world, similar to the one we're living in today. His purpose was to be a witness in this world. Hopefully we share the goals of our brother Paul. And if we become discouraged, one last word of exhortation from Philippians. Philippians 1.6, we'll end with this verse. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. As the Lord is bringing us through these progressions where we decrease and He increases. Whenever we become discouraged, know that it is He who began that good work in you. It is He who is perfecting you. And it is He who will bring that work to perfection and to fruition and he is faithful so let's not give up and let's press on like Paul writes he writes twice in those opening passages let's press on I press on toward that goal Let's close in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We know that we are unable, but you are entirely able. Lord, I pray that these goals that Paul has in his life might become our goal as well. Paul's entire life was to be a testimony. Um, of you. For to me, to live is Christ. May that become um, our testimony as well. We thank you, Lord. We know that you are doing this work of perfecting. And one day you will perfect it. We worship and praise you. We bow down before you. And we want to exalt you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, 
然后邻居要叫警察拖走那个车，如果是你的车，请你把车挪走。